On this episode of the official Do Good Better podcast, Abby and I get into the studio and we talk about some of the challenges that you're going to have or probably will have in 2021 and what you can do to overcome them. Uh, I think it's a delightful episode because I think we dive into a few items that nobody's really thinking about, but you're going to have like at the end of January where you're like, ah, crap, I wish I would have prioritized better or I really wish I would have worked on uh, how to navigate these hybrid events or, hey, I really wish I thought about this, this, and this. Uh, It's a chance to kind of have a uh, beginning of our podcast season, right? Sort of the end of our second season, beginning of the new year, reflecting on things that you're going to do to kick ass in 2021. But really excited about this episode with myself and Abby. And of course, this episode brought to you by DonorDoc. Listen, if you're staring at your computer wondering how you're going to navigate a new year and you need a new CRM system, go to DonorDoc.com. They are the absolute best CRM solution for small and medium-sized nonprofits. They've been a fantastic sponsor of this show. Go to DonorDoc.com. Give it a test run for 30 days. And then type in Do Good Better in the uh, promo code and get another 30 days for free. That means you're like paying for 10 months by just using a promo code Do Good Better. Go to DonorDoc.com. Go get yourself a CRM system that's amazing, that costs, effective, and has everything, probably more things that you need, frankly. Uh, But uh, it is one of the best systems in the entire world. You should go and check it out. DonorDoc.com. All right, episode, here it is. Some challenges you might face in the first part of 2021 and how to overcome them. Myself and Abby, take a shot at it here on the official Do Good Better podcast. Your organization is awesome, but sometimes you want to be even awesomer. It's time to get your fundraising on with your host, fundraising expert and author, Patrick Kirby. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the official Do Good Better podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Kirby, and of course, with me today... Abby Furchner. It's a Thursday, so of course, Abby joins (laughs) us today. Um, This is one of those uh, Thursday episodes of the podcast early on in 2021 where we're going to kind of uh, talk a little bit about the challenges that I think we have as nonprofit leaders and in the nonprofit realms and how we can overcome some of them early. Um, I think uh, 2020 was a blur. No it kidding. seemed to last forever. I blinked. Really? Because I feel like it lasted forever, but then I blinked and I was like, and it was over. it's 2021. Yeah. Also, I fell asleep at like 9.30 on New Year's Eve. So did 2021 actually I, happen I like the me? Fa- I like the fact that me being old has rubbed off on you, that you've turned into an old person. Literally. Like, well, I just go and go to bed at 9.30. Side note, if you ever watched anything on the uh, New Year's Eve uh, specials on TV, did you, ever, mm-hmm. did you watch any of those this year? No, I didn't. They're Again, awful. I was met by 9.30. They're terrible. <laughs> if you want to talk about somebody who had – a group of people who had all the time in the world to figure out their virtual or no in-person hybrid New Year's Eve party in New York – and it failed miserably. Really? It was so gross. They had little pods of people who were, you know, Ew. quarantined on the streets. Oh. And, like, I don't know where they went to the bathroom. And they were probably wearing diapers, clearly, because mm. it was just this really weird vibe. And then I knew, because I am old and I have no idea how to do pop culture anymore, I didn't know any performer. I looked. You didn't I, know Justin Bieber? I didn't know he performed. Oh, did he? No, I don't oh. think so. I thought he was. No. I saw very disheveled-looking Cindy Lauper. And then uh, uh, other people. Okay. Jennifer Lopez performed. Oh, Jane Lowe. Okay, Justin Bieber. She then lip synced a whole bunch of stuff, and it was really sad. And then she did a cover of Aerosmith, and I was I was appalled. 
I'm old, though. Now okay. I'm offended by these things. So New Year's Eve did not start with a bang. <laughs> no, it did. And it didn't need to. It, it 2020 needed to That's fine. Her. Let's yeah. just all walk in quietly. We're, just, just don't just touch anything. In. Don't touch anything. Just <laughs> let, it, let it hear it. And I think, and I think, as we sort of reflect on how we're going to approach 2021, I think we're uh, we're we're beset with a bunch of different challenges. And I thought we would talk a little bit about that today on how you, as a nonprofit leader, can uh, overcome some of those out of the gate. Hmm. Uh, and one of them is navigating in-person events oh, down the road. I'm so excited. Me too. To be in person again. How in the hell are we going to do this? Right. So. I ask you your thoughts. How? Because we're planning a, uh, an in-person event. It's going to be a small shindig mm-hmm. in July, but we're planning on doing that. What are some of the challenges that you're thinking about as you're talking with either clients or you're talking with people who are talking about events? How are we going to navigate some – or what are some of the issues we need to help navigate? Yeah. I mean, I think the obvious one and the number one you know, issue that people are still trying to figure out is – well, how do we make sure people are still comfortable being around others? Yeah. Because, you know, we all thought, uh, I mean, I will put myself on blast. When this all happened in March, in April and May, I was like, well, hopefully, you know, by September, by October, we'll, we'll have something better. We'll have something in store to make in-person events work. And obviously, COVID had other ideas and it just mm-hmm. didn't. And so I think people are still... Even if we are allowed to have in-person e- events, people are still hesitant to, you know, gather in, mm-hmm. in big groups of people, which is understandable. We haven't done it for a year. Um, and so I think that's the number one thing people are still trying to envision and mm-hmm. picture is how are we going to make people feel comfortable coming back yeah. to in-person events. But there are a lot of, you know, solutions to do that. I think so, too. I think it's also going to be super important for the optic, the challenge of doing in-person events is what is the optics? So are you putting your best foot forward on trying to protect everybody who would be going mm-hmm. to those events, right. first of all, and being understandable and not upset for those that don't want to come? Right. They want to support you and they want to be a part of your event, but they don't feel comfortable being in person yet. That is not on you. Mm-hmm. That is on them and you should respect that and you should understand that so that you have to have a contingency plan for people that you wished were there right. but are not. Mm-hmm. And I think that's going to be a real big challenge is how do you navigate your feelings about, oh, I really wish we feel comfortable that this is going to happen but they might not for another year. Mm-hmm. And how do you still involve them? Mm-hmm. And I think that's really what you have to think about prioritizing when you are – or at least thinking about when you're doing those planned events is how to address – that safety issue, that perspective issue, or that or what are people looking at you f- to do? And then what is your reaction to those who still are not comfortable right. on a regular basis? Right. But still exciting. Super exciting. I like that. in-person events yes. are still able to we're, – we're kind of working our way there. Light at the end of the time. Um, so that's still exciting. But, yeah, no, I totally agree. It's all about – you as the organization, how are you going to make people feel comfortable? Right. And if they can't attend the in-person event, what are you going to do to make sure that they can still attend? Jumping but, off of that too, I think one of the challenges is going to be in-person meetings. Yeah. Right? So I think at the same time when events are opening up, you're still going to look for how do I have that face-to-face or those right. one-on-ones with some of our donors that we've not had a face-to-face for in a year. Right. So, um, I mean, if you hadn't done a really good job as a nonprofit and you hadn't done face-to-face meetings with donors 
like towards the end of the year and into 2020, mm -hmm. the beginning part, you might be at a year and a half, if not two years from seeing a donor face-to-face. Right. -face. Some of the challenges that I think you have are rebuilding those fractured relationships from mm -hmm. what it what this distance relationship looks like. If they're not used to being online or they don't find it to be as um, beneficial yep. Yep. to being a text message buddy. Right. How do you build those? How do you build those up again? Mm -hmm. and, and maybe, and I ask you this question because you're from a generation that's a little younger than me because it's still old. <laughs> uh, but how do you, how do you build your own relationships because you're such a people person, right? So you had, you know, you did reporting where you saw people all the time. Now you just constantly see my face across the, the which is horrible. I apologize in advance <laughs> for that. Uh, but how do you balance that? How do you, how do you come up with communication plans for your own personal life that you think aren't or that were affected negatively by technology or distance? Um, well, I think like the easiest way to start those conversations and to repair those relationships is one, just being apologetic, saying, you know, I'm so sorry that we weren't able to meet up or talk a whole lot um, in 2020. You know, COVID has caused so many problems. Uh, we had the policy where meeting face to face really wasn't, you know, like wasn't good, I guess. I don't know how to phrase that, yeah. but pretty much just saying like, we're so sorry that we personally haven't been able to reach out to you a whole lot, but now that we're getting more comfortable, would you like to meet up for a coffee, like a cup of coffee, um, if that's something you're comfortable with and going in it that way, because we talked about it all the time, like giving people grace, they're going to give you grace as well. Um, obviously, we all know 2020 was a dumpster fire and mm -hmm. everyone was trying to figure out, you know, how do I continue these relationships? But, you know, at the end of the day, some of them did get lost. Um, but the, that doesn't mean that the bridge is necessarily burned. No. You just have to, you know, say, I would still love to meet with you. And I feel now that we're more comfortable meeting in person, yeah. let's do that. The other thing, too, that and I think you mentioned that is you have to do it. Yes. So I think wishing for Again, everybody starts out the new year of like, oh, it's going to be great. If you don't do anything with it, if you don't set an action plan or change your behaviors, mm -hmm. nothing's going to change. Mm -hmm. You're going to still have a 2020 attitude. 2021 is going to suck for you too. Yeah. And I think um, being proactive to say, listen, if you didn't reach out to somebody in 2020 because you just didn't have the mental capacity to do it or the time or the energy and the effort, do it now. Right. Like and, this and, week. Yeah. And, and it's okay <laughs> to apologize that you didn't reach out in 2020 because nobody knew what the hell they were doing. Mm -hmm. But now that you've already got through there, you don't have any excuses anymore. You know, we right. talked about the earlier podcast this week about technology. Use technology to your advantage, but don't necessarily um, use this as an excuse not to or just wait additionally or wait longer. Right. Um, which I think actually parlays into another challenge I think people are going to have, especially in the nonprofit world, is – Finding a tribe that understands you a little better than you think that your current one does. Mm. If, if 2020 taught me anything, it is how small our circles were for those that we could uh, lean on in frustrating times. Mm -hmm. And I think we're going to need to figure out a way, and especially as a nonprofit group, and whether that is your own um, – you know, sort of nucleus of nonprofit leaders in your community, whatever that looks like, you're going to have to get together a small tribe that's going to have to get each other through this yeah, and not on your own. Because 2020 was learning curve. 2021 is going to be another learning curve. Yeah, it is. 
because now you can, you know, take what you learned from 2020 and apply it in 2021. But once again, things are going to be shifting. A lot of stuff is going to be, you know, going back to in person, but stuff, some stuff is going to be virtual. So it's going to be like a mix of both. And I think having people, you know, to if you you are planning an in person event and you know another organization that is and you're you're friends with people within that organization, you know be open with them and like talk with them yeah. about how are you planning this, what what how are you navigating your way through that? I, yeah, and I think you're going to need some. Yeah, you need somebody to talk to. You need somebody who is um, going to, you know, keep some of your secrets. You're going to have to have a little open and honest conversation mm-hmm. with people and find that one, two, three, four, five people that you can rely on. I know that I had a an entrepreneur group that was on a text message chain okay. the yeah. entire time. Like the entire pandemic so far, we've been on a chain and we talk a little bit about struggles and we're very open about it. And it's probably that and internet memes is what got me through <laughs> a lot of 2020. Uh, from a business side. You and, and memes. Yes. And I think it's the same thing with the nonprofit group is that you're going to have to really find a group of people who understand what's going on and how to facilitate Absolutely. a conversation on a regular basis. And do not let – because your mental health as a nonprofit leader is so important. Mm-hmm. And if you get burned out, then your organization suffers. Right. That is so important to have people, yeah. like-minded people with you. It has, you have to find that. If you don't have it, search it out. Mm-hmm. Find somebody and find a group of people that you can get into yeah. and meet and greet with and just rely on at least as a support system, as that last bailout of like, I have nowhere else to go. Mm-hmm. Find them immediately. That means a priority. Mm-hmm. Speaking of priorities, I think are going to be a challenge in 2021. 2021. How do you prioritize? Yeah. We're having a struggle bus on this thing, too, because our, our list of board of things to do out there, it's ridiculous. And, and the whiteboard is full. It's just stupid. We have four yeah. whiteboards, and they're filled to the brim with things that we need to accomplish. And I think as a nonprofit leader, figuring out your priorities out of the gate is going to be absolutely critical. You cannot be everything to everyone and do everything on your list. You, you're going to ruin your first quarter's momentum if you try to do everything. Uh, so saying no and pushing pause to things and pushing them back is going to have to be really epic. Um, it's going to be very challenging mm-hmm. on, on the priority side. Um, I know that we've got our top three things that we're going to accomplish for 2021 and then everything else is very secondary. Mm-hmm. Um, how do we, how do we help the nonprofit world navigate a priority? What is the, what, I mean, from your perspective on a needs based, even from media and marketing, let's just say, what are, what's a priority that people can work on now that's going to benefit them the entire time, the entire year. I think like the number one thing is just generating your own content and being consistent with it. Your own content. Yes. So, so the whole thing with social media, and this can get into a super deep rabbit hole, (laughs) a super deep rabbit hole. But the number one thing is that I like to really talk about with clients is your social media isn't all, and I know this sounds crazy, but isn't all about you and your organ. Like, it's not all about your organization. And social media shouldn't be to push your programs and to push your services all the time. It should be for building a connection with your mm-hmm. audience. Social media should always equal connection. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm getting kind of lost here. So what oh, where all that goes is don't worry about your Instagram feed or your like your Instagram feed, don't worry about having a perfect grid or your Facebook feed, 
don't worry about having, you know, the filters and the exact same photo mm-hmm. and all of that jazzy stuff. It should just be consistent. If you're going to post every Wednesday and Thursday and that's your goal, post every Wednesday and Thursday and do your own content. And we'll talk about that in a group coaching session. That oh, we yeah, we will. But sorry. But yeah, that's yeah. like my main thing is that you need to be you need to continue to be consistent mm-hmm. and generate your own content, not just sharing and sharing and sharing posts that you see on Facebook. Yeah, I think that's going to be really interesting. And I think even more important um, or bouncing off of that, your original content does not necessarily have to be um, needs based. All the time. No. It's that, that I think is really an important thing that you should be able to celebrate um, some of the victories that we had in 2020. Not everybody lost right. in 2020, right? I know that there's like a there's a potential for like a utter, unmitigated disaster on a lot of these things. And I know you're probably a nonprofit who just has seen a decline in revenue and stuff like that. It probably feels like that. You survived. Mm-hmm. If you're par- if you're listening to this podcast and you're sort of invested in a nonprofit group, you you made it, right. right? And so I think there should be a celebration a little bit about that. They also like and we've talked about this I think in, in previous interviews um, is not everyone wants to follow the like the saddest organization yeah. on the planet. Right. Right. And I mean, in organizations and businesses, you know, a lot of them do struggle to get followers because no offense, but like people don't also want to follow a business. They want to follow authenticity. Correct. And so make your business your own voice as well, I think is really big because like you said, no one wants to follow like puppies being abandoned all the time we want to hear this puppy was abandoned but look it has its forever home like that's that's the things that you should be posting about i think as a uh, from a fundraising perspective i think your priorities need to be uh again picking up the phone Uh, this is going to get a long winter if you don't pick up the phone (laughs) i think you need to do that immediately Mm. um and then i think what you're Main objective this year is going to be how do you recharge a donor base that is also feeling drained? Mm -hmm. How do you give them something? How do you give them some hope in conversation and excitement and build towards something? Have something to look forward to. Right. Right. So don't just go day to day like, hey, we're surviving and we're, you know, we're, oh, God, we made it another day. What are you looking forward to? Uh, whether that's an event or an appeal or some sort of thing, uh, groundbreaking, a uh, program you're going to launch, a hire you're going to make, whatever it is, build towards something. Always build towards something. And that will give you at least a framework to either create content yep. with or have conversations yep. with that will lead people to asking the question, well, how I, how can I help? How right. can I get involved? And then you'll have an answer for them because, you know, well, I, we don't know exactly, but I'll get you on a list or I'll keep you posted on this, right? So have them intrigued enough to stick around. Your priorities should be having some big, hairy, audacious goal. Have it put it out there into the world because that becomes at least a starter conversation at the end of the day. Beautiful. That's the one thing you can put into the universe. It is. (laughs) Nothing else. (laughs) Nothing else. Um, So that's, so that's some of the challenges that I think we're going to have this year. I think it's going to be really important that you address them right away. Mm. Um, I think that's going to be very important that you don't wait it out. Right. Don't listen. If you're going to have a challenge, figure out a tribe. Don't even wait till Monday. Don't. 
Just do it. Do Yeah, get it done. Just start it. The Band-Aid ripping off part of getting out the door is going to be yeah. super important. And I think you're going to have to do that. So uh, find a tribe, get it done, uh, figure out what your priorities are going to be, and then execute a, a, as a minimum. And then if you got that, it'd be great. I Again, Love and if you've got it. ways that you uh, are sort of – or other challenges. If you have other challenges you'd like to address. I think that's part of our uh, our, our t- sort of tweak with the podcast too is how do we address some of these things mm-hmm. and be proactive on saying, okay, this down the road is going to be a thing. Let's build some experts into the, right. into the podcast. And I think we've got a, a game plan for that as well. You know in Santa Claus where the elf says, help me, help you, help me, help you, help me, help you? Yes. That's what we're doing. That's it. <laughs> we get, help me help you help that's me. That's what we help should get you. t-shirts on next. It'd be great. Uh, I think this I think it's gonna help. I think a part of this too, again, uh, have conversations, whether it's on our Facebook page or yeah. go to dogobetterconsulting.com. Find us, have conversation, drop a comment in because I think we're gonna have these you know, Thursday moments, these Thursday mm-hmm. podcast releases where we talk a little bit about issues that are either forthcoming or uh, or some way. Find your tribe. Get it going right now. So uh, thanks for stopping by on this uh, delightful uh, episode of the official Do Good Better podcast. Bye. Documenting donor information is the most important thing you can do as a fundraiser, as a nonprofit organization. And hey, if you don't know where to start and try to figure out where and what system to get, go to DonorDoc.com. DonorDoc is the CRM system. The donor database system it has wonderful reporting. It has easy-to-use dashboards. Frankly, it's the greatest thing that you will have at your disposal as a fundraising organization. Go to DonorDoc.com. There are countless videos, books, articles, and folks out there with suggestions on how to raise more money. Of course, that's a major problem. Too much information. Do Good University has an online library of lectures, courses, and trainings that concentrate on one thing, making fundraising simple. Come join other like-minded do-gooders who are looking to unclutter their fundraising life. Enroll at Do Good University today at dogoodbetterconsulting.com.